Ow. Hello, people. This is Just Because the Human Experience Podcast. I'm Michael Lobo still. This was recorded November 5th, 2022. Today is December 10th, 2022. I was joined by Ty, Jaina, and Desiree. I wanted to have on parents um, so I can get adopted. No, so we could share our experiences. Um, I thought it'd be cool to invite some friends who are parents on the podcast. I also did a second one with different people. I try to get a good mix of people with experiences, ages, backgrounds, kids, superpowers, gelatin level, uh, IQ level, ability to play the flute, just different things, you know, that, that make us parents. And maybe this will help you if you're thinking of becoming a parent, if you are a parent, maybe never want to and just want to hear us talk shit. Enjoy. What do you all have planned for the weekend? I have two kids, right? And my kids have different fathers. My oldest is with her dad. She stays with her dad. And she's 17. And she is old enough. Like she's dating. But she's like not dating. She's like casually dating. She's like living her best single girl life. And um, so she's just like hanging out with her friends. And my daughter identifies as a lesbian. And so she is hanging out with the girl who is not her girlfriend but used to be her girlfriend so it's like a whole thing (laughs) um and then the baby she's with her dad this weekend so she sees her dad on the weekends and they're having a barbecue for him because it was like his birthday a couple weeks ago so this weekend i am just hanging out and doing nothing and enjoying me time yeah that's That's what how did you find me (laughs) you have to take a nap yeah they all agree Um, yes the naps are super important it is nap time it's nap time yes penelope real bad go on listen to mama i'm gonna call the locksmith later yeah the other mom this lot the locksmith he's in charge of the locks he apparently did a bad job uh Gina, what do you have planned for the weekend? Um, nothing really. But last year, my sister and I discovered that Nerf did a collab with Alien. So, you know, like the Nerf guns. Yeah. And they did a collaboration with Alien and they recreated the Colonial Marines Nerf gun, like gun, but it's a Nerf gun. Yeah. Nice. So we pre ordered them and they got here yesterday. <laughs> So we're going to unbox those and have a field day with Colonial Marine alien guns. Yeah. I love that for you. That is great. I'm so excited. Yeah. Wait, how many kids do you have? I only have Penelope. Okay. How old is Penelope? She's two. Oh, my baby's going to be two in February. 
Yay. <laughs> it's going to be one in what? a couple weeks. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like... Just turned five a couple months ago. <laughs> I, I find it fascinating. People who are parents or who are able to be parents or choose or whatever uh, the situation is, I, I like picking their brains because it's always interesting to see what people we value to to put into a little person. I mean, it's one thing if it's just us, right? As an individual, mm-hmm. we we want to do whatever we want to watch, whatever. But we're making choices for somebody, and mm-hmm. I find that so interesting. Um, I think we did my first question, which was like, "What?" I didn't know how to. What are your stats? No, like how many kids? How old are they? The gender slash sex, if you feel comfortable sharing that. But I think we did that. Check that off. And then how would you describe your relationship with the other parent or your partner, depending on your situation? Josh and I, well, Josh is my husband. Uh, We've been married for four years. It'll be five years next year, which is absolutely bonkers to me and we've known each other for about a decade or not a decade for about 12 years and that's weird too not just like i committed to this one person but i've reproduced with this person and we've created this little creature yeah thing (laughs) and we sometimes she'll do what she just did and i'm like why would i do that to myself again And then I'm just like, but I want to do it to myself again. Like, I I want to have another baby. And then two is is good. I'm good with two. Like, when Mm -hmm. people have, like, five, I'm like, I don't know how you buy groceries. Like, Uh, I guess you just shop at Costco, and it's probably fine. I I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Uh, How about you, Desiree? So, my oldest is 17, and I had her really young, and um, so her dad and I were in high school when we had her, and he and I have a really great co-parenting relationship. Like, it is so easy. It's great. I've had so many people comment on my relationship with him. Like, y'all are weird because y'all get along so well. I love his family, his wife, like they are all all so fantastic. My daughter, so my oldest, her name is Samantha. So my oldest, Sam, um, she had broke her leg like a couple weeks ago. And there was a day that I wanted to take care of her. And because she was at her dad's house and it was like easier for her to be there than at my place while she was like recovering and stuff. I was like, hey, do you mind if I come and hang out? And he's like, yeah, that's fine. He's like, do you mind if we go to the Bad Bunny concert? And I was like, yeah, man. So like my current partner and I, Jason is my partner. So Jason and I, we just hung out at Sam's dad's house with her and his family and just like stayed there for a while. So like we have a really great relationship. We co-parent well. We talk a lot about like things that are important for us. Um, my Our daughter, right? I love his other kids that he has with his wife. It is great. Rosie is the baby. Her dad and I, we are civil. I think he was a little, things just didn't end how he wanted them to end, which is like, you know, things happen. Um, So we have a civil relationship. We're not as close as Sam's dad and I are. Jason and Sam's dad, like they're friends. They get along. Like we have all gone out 
got drunk and it's just like a good time. I, I can't imagine Jason and Rosie's dad doing that, but it's fine. Like, you know, he sees the baby on the weekends and it's good. I think it's a little, it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Hi, Ty. Hello. How are Hi. you guys? Sorry for the tardiness. <laughs> I subtracted five points from your total score. Uh, Damn. So I feel like you'll catch up. You're usually pretty good at this. Um, so we were just sort of sharing like, how many kids do we have? How old are they? If you feel comfortable sharing the the gender slash sex. Um, and then we were also sharing like, what is our relationship with the the partner or the the co-parent of the kids? Okay. All right. Awesome. All right. Oh, hi, you guys. I'm Ty. It's like, so my kids are adults. So <laughs> I started young. <laughs> so my oldest is 22. Uh, she She's 22. My middle daughter, she is 20. She'll be 21 in January. Then my son is 18. <clears throat> I'd say so. Um, Literal adults. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> like, so, yeah, a, a little different, you know, for me. It's like navigating that, like, hey, you're your own person now, legally. <laughs> yeah. We, you know, uh, I don't have much say in like what you do, even though I'm still like Bank of America. So, oh, no. <laughs> that never goes away. <laughs> that never ends. It's like, no, yeah. it doesn't. Honestly, it just becomes more expensive because like, hey, can you help me with my car payment? Or can you help me with rent? You know, or, you know, hey, it's can I get back on your insurance because I forgot the payment. <laughs> we have to look forward to that. Some fun stuff. Uh, but like their mom and I, uh, same mom for like all of them. Um, you know, honestly, our relationship's like really good. You know, okay, let me let me back up. So we started off like just saying like, hey, all our conversations are just going to be about the kids, you know, because outside of that, things can get a little, I'll just say like heated. <laughs> it's like, but over time, it just becomes like super casual, you know, it's like we're really good friends now. Um, mm-hmm. And then like, I know like her partner and they like know my kids and, you know, that's kind of like an agreement of ours that... Mm-hmm. If we're going to have someone around the kids. They need to be introduced to the other person. So it's like, so and it's like, it's really good. Like very cordial, uh, like, you know, issues, no drama, but I think just setting that baseline initially that when you are trying to figure it out, I was like, let's just talk about the kids. Like, let's leave our personal opinions, our emotions, like out of the equation for now. It's like what the kids need, what's going on, you know, how can we best support them? Are we delivering the same message when they're with me versus when they're with you? You know, things of that nature. And then over time, you know, I think this becomes like easier. It's like, okay, it's, you're not the enemy. (laughs) We really are in this together. And then a separate relationship can start to build from there. Um, for me anyway, again, I'm not saying say, uh, a playbook or roadmap by any means, but it just worked out well for us that way. Yeah. Was there a conversation between you and your partners about either wanting to have kids or planning oh, for no. kids? No, they were all mistakes. They're all mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay. I also there's, felt that in my soul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, there's nothing planned. It's like, fuck, like we need to be better. And, but we're kids, you know, we're 16, you know, 
No yeah. one listens. <laughs> no <laughs> Even to ourselves. Yeah, when my husband and I were dating, the topic of kids came up, but it was mostly, do we want to get married? Mm. Was it? And I was like, I want to get married. And during the conversation, he was like, well, I don't. And I said, well, we're going to go have hot wings. So let's table this conversation for later. And we'll talk about that at another time. And then um, we moved in together a few years afterwards. And he was like, you want to buy this house? And I said, are you going to marry me? <laughs> he said, <laughs> what? I said, if, like buying a house is a huge deal. But later in the future, are you going to marry me? He's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll marry you. And I was like, okay, because I can table the marriage thing for later. I said, but do you want to have kids? Because if you don't want to have kids, that's a hard stop for me. And then there's the door and uh, you can just leave. <laughs> he went, whoa, no, no, I want to have kids. But the kids is fine. It's just, I don't know if I want to get married. I said, oh, well, then we can table that conversation for like. <laughs> Very cool. We, At least you two were on the same page with that though, right? Yeah. 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 Because I, it was a very much like, I do want to have kids. I do want to get married. Like, that's what I want to do. And if marriage comes when we're on our deathbed, when we're however years old and we say I do and we die, I got married. It's fine. Right. It was like, okay. I said, but I'm not passing up my opportunity or my chance I don't know how you would phrase that to have kids so then Mm -hmm. when I was like all right we're ready let's do this then that's a whole journey in itself (laughs) having (laughs) having kids it's it's a lot of it's not just work working to like make sure that the tiny creature is alive but (laughs) what they teach you in high school about babies is not accurate for when you are actively trying to have kids that's a work that's work and scheduling and like things and I'm like damn this is a lot of effort like I'm Mm -hmm. tired a lot of science and yes like oh my god it's so much we're trying to have our second one and I'm like this is so much work like yeah (laughs) I'll say I didn't realize like how selfish I actually was (laughs) (laughs) again I thought I was like pretty selfless you know for the most part and then it's like when everything's no longer about you it's like damn like I really don't want to do this today (laughs) and then those moments like wow like I I, I'm selfish I need to just admit that to myself (laughs) uh but yeah I never really realized it until that moment and so I was like uh like no one prepares you for this you know mm-hmm. or the late nights and oh. still those first few months before they get on the schedule you're just like oh like mm-hmm. someone just shoot me <laughs> you know, yeah. like, but you manage and yeah it's like I remember in like our high school we had the Hey, I think we actually did like bags of flour or something for like a week and then I'm like that is not what real parents do. No, it's <laughs> not. It's, it's like, because you can sit that there and like forget it, you know, like, okay, it's like, oh, well, I'm just doing this for a grade, but, uh-huh. you know, a, a real little person, and you're just uh-huh. like, oh, this isn't like, this isn't a pass fail situation. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, uh, 
hundred percent. Yeah, if I mess up, you know, I'm screwed. They're screwed. So the therapy bill would be like, would be high. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. So, oh my god. That goodness. is wild. So I was in high school when I had my first, and that was like total accident. And I was like, mm, I'm just gonna like have a baby, have the baby young, and then I was married to a different person like later on as an adult and he and I had tried for years to get pregnant and I just I couldn't so the entire time I'm just going about life thinking I can't get pregnant and when I was dating Rosie's dad I was like I'm not gonna get pregnant we had separated and I was seeing my gynecologist because I was like well let me find out why I can't get pregnant And like everyone who knew me knew I wanted a second baby. Like I would tell people like my heart wants another one. Like I just, I really want to have another baby. My heart wants another baby. And then Rosie's dad and I separated. And then a month later it was like, surprise, actually you are pregnant. It's here she is. And so, because my heart really wanted a baby, I was like, we are going to go through and I'm going to have this baby. And now homegirl is just like crazy. Like she is wild. This baby is freaking nuts, man. I just, she's wild. She is my wild child, my oldest. She was like such an easy baby. She was just like so calm, so precious. And Rosie is nothing. I mean, she's kind of precious, but homegirl is crazy. (laughs) She's nuts. She's oh, like, she no. has her days. It's like, she has, <laughs> yeah. So I am done now. I'm like, Rosie is it for me. I am done. I do not want to have any more kids. Like my current partner, when he and I first married or not married, he and I first started dating. I was like, I want to get married. I do not want any more kids. And if you want more kids, then that's going to be like a hard no for me. Like, I am not budging on that. And he's like, I also don't want any more kids. And I was like, great. Then we can like, <laughs> this can be a thing and we can like go forward and live our best life. And so it's oh, Rosie. She yeah. gives me a run for my money. Oh my goodness. Serena and I definitely talked about it. And then, then she's like, okay, we can kiss after four years of dating. I was like, yes, finally. No, um, <laughs> we, you know, we had our son and then we tried. Yeah. Like when, when you bring up health class, they're like, if you stick a penis in a vagina, yeah. baby, instant, I thought, baby. instant, instant baby. <laughs> and I thought, oh, cool. Easy. And it took us a few years to, to make, I don't know, to, to have uh, our daughter. And um, so by now we like, cause we wanted more than two, but since it took so long, we, uh, are not. And then I remember Serena saying, Hey, you know, I've thought a lot about this. I don't, I don't want any more. Are, are you cool with that? And I could tell she was very anxious about the conversation. And I go, girl, it's not my body. Like it's, it's your body. If you want to stop, we're stopping. Like I, I shouldn't get a say in what am I going to throw a fit? Like I, <laughs> I can, I guess, but it, it, it doesn't have any weight to it, but it, it was just up to you. So we definitely, we talked about that too. And we eventually want to adopt in a few years when the the baby's a little bit older. Next question. Did you want to be a parent? Yes. I mean, not at 16, not at 16. If I could have like held off a little longer and having my oldest would have after Sam later as an adult, 
like I said, like my heart was like, I want another baby. Like my heart wanted it. I just like anytime it didn't happen, I was devastated. Not that there were a lot of opportunities, but when I found out I was pregnant with Rosie, it was like this wonderful, magical experience. And like birds were singing at my window and it was just like, so amazing. Where do you live? (laughs) (laughs) And now I'm like, what was I thinking? God, just because she's freaking nuts. But yeah, yeah, that second time around, I was like, I need this. I want this. And now I'm like, I got it. I've had it. I am done. Yeah. Enough for me. That's so funny when you're, Desiree, when you're saying that, that's like my mindset, right? Mm. That's my mindset. So it's like, you're speaking it and I'm like, oh my God, I totally relate. It's like my heart and like my soul is like, baby, baby, like baby, that's it. That's Mm -hmm. it. And so I'm like, I'm waiting for the birds to sing and, you know, (laughs) like the everything to become a Disney musical for like two minutes and then have that second baby and be like, yeah, no, we're, we're, yep. we're done. We're done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I, I always wanted to be a parent. I always wanted to be a mom. I think cause I saw my mom being a mom. So I was always wanted to be like my mom and be a mom. Uh-huh. And I uh-huh. wanted that for a long time. Like my, in high school, my mental plan was, okay, I'm gonna get married at 25. I'm gonna have my baby at 26. (laughs) We'll have our second when I'm 28. Like I had that whole mental thing planned. And then by the time I hit 25, I was seeing someone and then that broke off. And I feel like I had this mild midlife crisis. It's like, I'm in college. I'm not married. I have no kids. Oh, my life is terrible. (laughs) Wow. And then I was like, what am I thinking? Like, what is happening with my brain? I was like, I don't know. And then eventually I was like, you know what? It's fine. I should probably just finish college and have a job before I start having kids. We're, we're going to go with that. And then, and then here we are. I'm sure my daughter now is watching Peppa Pig on the couch, wanting to come into the office. And I'm like, no, no, because you're going to act a fool. Just, this is mommy time. Like, oh. Oh, yeah. Can I just say though, like, what a compliment to your mom, though, right? Like, saying yeah. that you witnessed her being a mom and that made you want to be one. Like, what a sweet compliment to yeah, her. Really is. Yeah. That is so cute. I hope you tell her that because that is so sweet. Jane is like, no, it's going to go to her head if I tell her. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, like, she's had, like, we've talked and there are times where I'm talking to her and, like, there'll be issues that I that have come up because my husband and I are on different like work and time schedules like I have the day shift he has the night shift well no he has the day shift I have the night shift because I get off work in the afternoon he goes to work in the afternoon so there are times that I'm just like oh my gosh like what like like what is happening like I'm so frustrated and then I hear her say you know you're doing fine you're being a good mom and I'm like oh, like to oh. hear hear your mom say that you're a good mom and then I go well because you were a good mom like I'm a good mom she was just like she just went okay and I was like is that it like we just had a sentimental moment and all you right. said was okay like okay it's like a uh, mother okay fine <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh is, yeah I don't think I've ever thought about it it's <laughs> <laughs> all right let, let's back don't. up a little bit it's 
I never thought I would be a parent because I just thought I would never be good at it. You know, again, just I'm the youngest of like my family. It's like, so I was babied and taken care of like a lot. I'm like, no, it's like, why would I want to like, like, why would I have to take care of someone else? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I get everything handed to me. It's like, dude, like, again, it goes back to the selfishness. You know, it's like, but yeah, just like having all these people doing things. I don't want to share that with like others. So just. (laughs) (laughs) This is the best. Yeah. So again, just never something that I thought about, you know, and then it happens and it's like, okay, this wasn't part of the plan at all, but let's pivot. Let's pivot. (laughs) Make it part of the plan. And then, but now that they're older, it's like, oh, it's, I kind of don't have kids anymore Mm -hmm. because they're gone during their own thing. And then... Mm -hmm. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with myself now? So I think now I can say I would consider doing it again. I have my freedom again. So it's like I'm back to square one, you know, and mm-hmm. I guess just waiting for like the next pivot. But it's, yeah, it's nothing I ever like thought about or considered. It's just, hey, and like roll with the punches. <laughs> you know, this is the current status of things. Let's, let's just go with it. And that's kind of how it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely did not want to be it because uh, <laughs> I had a, a abusive household. So I, I heard the thing like, well, if you were raised in one, you repeat it. I thought, well, let's just not do that part then. And I will never repeat it. And, um, you know, I I didn't want that to to just be tied to that, I guess. And I thought, well, maybe I could break it. Maybe I could. Uh, stop the cycle. And um, I still feel sometimes, and I'm trying to work on it in therapy where I'll get mad at our son. And um, I feel that like that trauma that pulled back to my dad. And uh, so I'm still working on that, Mm. but definitely no, I I didn't want to initially just because uh, I didn't, I was afraid I would keep it going or that I would treat be turned into my own dad. Um, how interesting how long did it take to have that self-reflection though to like come to the realization that you wanted to break the cycle and that you are actually breaking the cycle right that to know that you're making a difference was it like how long did it take for that to happen it was last week um where I know um (laughs) well I knew I knew Serena wanted kids and I figured I I love this girl and uh, mm-hmm. I need I need to fi- figure it out. And so we were together and then we had the kid. And then then I started going to therapy because I was like, I'm I'm getting mad and I'm getting uh, like activated, like just remembering stuff. And I I'd, then I'd get sad and then I would get mad that I was sad and then I get sad that and then it would just go over and over again. And then I take it out on my family. And so mm-hmm. uh, a couple of years ago, I started like therapy consistently to try to like unpack everything it I tried to work on it myself but it it wasn't working as well yeah what is and Ty you kind of touched on this a little bit what is the dynamic with with you and your your partner or co-parent like if there's something you you disagree with like with the kids that I my example is like when we're at the park and our son 
runs just a little bit. Serena goes, get back over here. You're too far away. And I go, let him run. He's a kid. He's, I, I see him. She goes, what if a kidnapper comes and takes him away? And I go, it's fine. I can, what are you talking about? There's nobody. Let him run. He's cool. So we, and there's other stuff we disagree with. Uh, but what is, what does that look like when something comes up between you and the, the other parent? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right this is gonna sound really jacked up so i apologize it's like you just hide it from them <laughs> and have it packed with your kids like hey it's like she know. will never hear about this <laughs> Okay, but have you always done that because so, they're older now? Or was that something that you started so, later? It was something later. Like, when they were younger, there really wasn't any disagreements. Like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. You know, so just, mm. like, very logical, like, conversations. Uh, but as I got older, you know, we did have disagreements about, like, sex and, like, drugs and, like, alcohol and, you know, those things. And then... I'm in the nature, like, okay, it's hard because I watched this documentary. And then, so it was just going over like pregnancy rates, like across the, like the globe. And like America has like the highest like teenage pregnancy rates of like any country, you know? And then like, we're like, it was like 53% or something. I was like, mm-hmm. it was outrageous. And then number two was France at like 12%. You know, <laughs> so, wow. it's like, so I was like, US, like 53% teenage pregnancy rate. Number two is 12%. I'm like, we're clearly doing something wrong because <laughs> I wouldn't think there's that big, big gap between number one and number two. Mm-hmm. And then so, but then just kind of like goes like how those countries like approach like sex and like for teenagers and things of that nature. I'm like, you know, it actually does like make sense, you know, if have an honest, open conversation, you know, with your kids about it, you know, let them know, uh, like, hey, here's ways to protect yourselves. I'm not saying do it, but again, I had you young, so I'm pretty sure your body's telling you to do things, you know, so you can't really like fight nature, you know, in that regard. Uh, but then so I was like, look, well, if you're going to do it, it's okay to do it like in my home, you know, at least someplace safe where you're in control, you know, um, if you're uncomfortable, like reaching out for help is like no big deal. It's like, and you have everything you need here. Like, and you know, you're not doing something reckless, like, you know, at a party, you know, or at a church or at school or something stupid, you know, it's like, Hey, like, this is (laughs) a safe space, you know, Mm -hmm. for you, you know, to like experiment, you know, in a controlled setting. And then same thing with like, you know, drinking and like drugs. It's like, hey, it's like, I know I was drinking young. It's like, I know I tried drugs, you know, like, again, let's have a conversation about it. If you want to try it, sure, try it. But I'll be here. I'll monitor, you know, it's like, nope, you're, you're good. You're doing too much. You know, it's like, this is something you can never do (laughs) do, because you clearly can't control yourselves, you know, it's like, but you know, kind of like experimenting in like that regard, you know, and I think it just like really helped like our relationship, you know, with the kids, um, you know, that like, hey, it's like, 
there's an adult who just happens to be a parent where I feel safe and comfort, you know, to go and like have these conversations with. And I know I'm not going to be judged, you know, I'm not going to be like chastised or any of those things. And then their mom completely different. They're like, no, you're just not doing it. Period. So I was like, my place. Cool. (laughs) Don't tell your mom, like not yet. I'll eventually get there. Mm-hmm. And then so like that's still something like we never agreed on, like ever. Mm-hmm. And then but it was like probably a year, maybe a year or two, like afterwards. I was like, well, they did it at my house, just FYI. Oh, <laughs> it was just like, oh, they're never gonna do that here. I was like, okay, that's cool. You know, that's your home, your rules, you know, great. Mm-hmm. It's like, like so you know, it's kind of opinion on the topic or the situation. It's like just have it packed with like the kids again. Not saying that's healthy. You should not be keeping secrets from like the other parent, you know. Mm-hmm. But when you kind of know where they stand, and then like, but you're still trying to figure out what to, the best thing to do for your kids. Because I know, like, I never told my parents anything. You know, I just didn't feel comfortable having any conversation with them. But I think that was like hard or difficult, you know. So the fact that they can't come. To, I am that person for them where they do feel comfortable to come talk about those things. Um, and I, I think, I think it's great. <laughs> you know, it's like, but other people have like given me uh, like, I don't want to say crap, but had some choice words, you know, about, you know, our relationship was I allow them to do. I was like, look, it's, this is our relationship and they're good. They're fine. They're healthy. You know, Mm -hmm. the grades are good. They're not doing anything stupid. They're not getting like in trouble, you know, many things that you're saying you're having with your kids. I don't have those problems with my kids Mm -hmm. because it's like, we've established like a baseline, you know, what isn't, isn't acceptable. And Mm -hmm. we've also established like what consequences are, you know, for breaking the rules. Like if things aren't passed through me first, it's like, so, but again, I just think that as I get older, you know, you find some way to like navigate that realm uh, with them. So it's, again, not saying that's healthy. <laughs> with other parent. It's like, uh, but- It's all it started was, with you going hide it from the other person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but I, I think, you know, and then like, if anything, if I could like change, that, I would say go back and I said, everyone, let's sit down. Let's have a conversation together. You know, mm. I think that might've been better, you know, cause there was like a little bit of animosity, but it's mm. like, Hey, it's already started. So mm-hmm. also just- how cool is yeah. that though, for you to have that relationship with your kids and like for them to feel safe, to come to you and comfortable and like having the confidence in you as a parent like knowing that you're going to be there and take care of them like how great of a gift is that for you and your kids yeah so yeah i was something i was like just don't lie to yeah. me it's like yeah it's the lying that would get you in trouble more than being mm-hmm. honest Truly. It's like, yeah. and then like even if you do, do go out to like a party you lied to me about the party you know that's cool we'll do that later but i always like pre like safety if you ever feel unsafe I don't care what you're doing, what time it is, call me, I'm there. It's like your safety is like my number one priority. It's like, I'm not going to be mad at you because I'm like, hey, I got myself in an uncomfortable situation. Come get me, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, but 
We'll talk about your choices later. But again, not mad, not upset. You know, again, you're still going to get in trouble because you lied to me about where you were going, <laughs> going mm-hmm. but you're not in trouble for doing whatever you're doing, you know, to get yourself in that unsafe situation because, you know, things do happen and, you know, like you can't blame the victim. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, no, it's, hey, like you're safe, you're cool. We'll discuss this tomorrow morning, you know, like cooler heads, heads prevail. So even like now, it's like, hey, they're like, I don't feel comfortable in this situation, you know, with like work or school or whatever, maybe or even sometimes like their partners. And then it's like, well, here's what you can do. Or do you want me to come over, you know? And they're it's adults, you know, but it's still like, hey, I don't feel safe or I feel uncomfortable, you know? I was like, help me navigate this. So I was like, I think that's kind of cool too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that even as adults, like when they're like unsure about certain situations, that they'll still reach out, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. hey, it's, I need you. Or what should I be doing? Oh mm-hmm. yeah, I do that to my mom all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's uh, awesome. Ty, could you adopt me? Is that a weird? All right. Yeah, no, let's do it. Cool. Well, I'll send you the papers. Um, Desiree, Jaina? Okay, I almost forgot what we were talking about for a bit. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, my bad. <laughs> it was like, if, if there's a thing you and your, your, par- your partner or co-parent disagree with. Um, uh, the one thing that's, we kind of are, I think we're coming slow. I think we're coming to an agreement on is so my husband, we are in a multicultural relationship. So my husband is Caucasian man. Uh, the, I always just say the poster child for America. He's just blonde haired, blue eyes, six foot, like big shoulder <laughs> man was in the army and all that stuff. And so here I am with my extra sweet chocolate self and this gentleman and uh, we have our beautiful daughter. And so I, when anything race related comes up on the news or just in general, I, we have different perspectives of things. So when we have conversations like that, even though they're difficult for both of us to have, I always have to tell them the fact that we're having the conversation is what also is important. Mm. Cause I do think that times are definitely changing. Like our kids are going to grow up once they become young adults where, you know, I, I don't think it'll be as, as aggressive as it is now, but I also know that there are some people who are still very much set in their ancient old timey ways because mm-hmm. we see it when we walk through the door, like we see it when we're together, when all of us, like all three of us are together, we see it. Like we've had, each of us have had different interactions with our daughter by ourselves that are just like, how do people still actively think this way? It's like, we're not in that time anymore. Mm-hmm. So when I feel a type of way, I always have to I don't know if I always have to tell him, but I always mention, you know, there's, there may be a time where Penelope's going to encounter someone that's going to tell her something that she's not going to know what to do. And she's not going to know what to say because they're going to see me come pick her up from school or they're going to see you come pick her up from school and then they're going to make comments at her. And he's like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, what do you mean? What do I mean? Like, 
what do you mean? So I tell him, I'm like, we have, we as her parents have to prepare her and just give her tools. Cause who knows, maybe she won't ever come across something like that. But I know I had rough interactions growing up as a kid in high school and in elementary school where people said things and I didn't know how to react. And I go home and cry and I go tell my dad and my dad's like, well, who's this kid? I'm going to do ABC. And I'm like, no, 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 I got this. So I, I'm like, we just have to prepare her to give her the tools that if someone encounters her with some negative comments about her family based off how we look or who her dad is or who I am, that she knows that, you know, she's loved, she's in a safe space, that both sides of her family love her regardless of how she looks or who she is. And that's that, that she can put them in their place with words and doesn't have to lay the smack down on them unless, of course, that line is crossed, then, you know, it's fair game. Yeah, so that's one thing we're working on together because right now it has nothing, nothing that she's encountered that me or Josh can't handle as parents. Mm -hmm even though there was one incident, oh my God, it was so, it was so aggressive. Like, I cried <laughs> so hard. It was so aggressive. I was so offended. It was, oh. it, it's not funny now, but in the moment and as I processed it, like long story short, the drunk gentleman that was in my, what Penelope was probably about six month old face looked at the other person I was with and said, congratulations on having such a beautiful baby. And she was like, but I, I, I don't have a baby. And then I turned to him and I was like, I am her mother. And he looked at me and went, oh, oh, oh. And as that happened, this other old white woman just goes and starts to grab my child's foot. And I was like, we are in the middle of a pandemic. This man is accusing me of not being my mother's daughter. This woman is touching my child. Like, I was like, I need to get out of here before I lose my mind. I went home and it clicked for me that because Penelope wasn't the same, didn't look like me, that man instantly thought that I was not her mother. Mm -hmm. And that broke me so like I was paranoid to go anywhere with her like mm -hmm. I was so I was like how could someone think that I was like he didn't verbally say it but he said it without saying it mm -hmm. and uh come to find out the friend that I was with she actually went back to that bar and just so happened to see that man getting into an uber and she laid into <laughs> she laid into him and she told me about it. And I was like, you didn't have to do that. And she was like, no, that situation was beyond unacceptable. Like there was no way for you to be able to like, she was like, I felt the need. I needed to help stand up for you because you were overwhelmed with the situation in general. There was multiple people that were coming at you. Like they have never seen a baby before. And then this man is in your face. This woman is touching your daughter. The service was bad. And everything was terrible. And I felt the need, I needed to say something. And I was like, well, I appreciate that. So yeah, like we have our, as long as we have the conversations about things, almost like how Ty was saying, well, yeah, like later in life, you have that conversation because I'm all about, you know, let's just be upfront and honest. Like you're 16, 17, you're going to have sex. 
I had sex when I was 16, 17 years old. But I also know that condoms were a thing. I know STIs, which then were called STDs, were a thing. Like, I regularly got checked whenever I had an encounter. And I was like, that's what I did. Like, of course, I never, mm-hmm. I never told my mom. Oh, my God. <laughs> Even though I did, I did make the mistake once that I told her I was no longer a virgin and she flipped her shit. But uh, I was actively mm. making sure that my sexual health was good. Like, you know, made the regular visits, made sure I checked the blood work and got all the stuff done. So it's like, if you know, then you can prepare yourself or you can just be prepared and know that, mm. you know, with every action, there is a reaction or a consequence. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and I went to their appointments with them and stuff. So it's like again, like most teenagers aren't that comfortable you know, mm-hmm. telling these parents these things. It's like now, like it's cool. It's like all right, if you're gonna go, I'll go get checked too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're here. You know why not? <laughs> you know, yeah. Why not? Yeah, you're you're not in this alone. You know. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, whatever happens, we'll be ready for mm-hmm. it. So. And then similar to what you were just saying too, it's a little different, but I remember like having a conversation with my son's mom. It's like, when to have the black man conversation with them, what age is it appropriate? It's like now like, hey, the rules are different for you. It's sorry, but when you like shatter that reality that, you know, you're seen as... I can't think of another word, but as a threat for whatever reason. And there are just certain things you have to prepare yourself <laughs> for. It's like, but like our, our big debate there is like when to have that conversation. What age is too young, you know, to kind of like strip you of your childhood? And it's like, but still prepare you for what people is going to assume about you because of the way you look. So yeah, that was a hard conversation for sure. And like, I still don't think we ever did a good time and just happened to see something on TV and he's like, I don't get it. It's like, uh, oh. it's like, it's like, all right, well, I guess now stop. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but yeah, so it was rough. I think trying to prepare yourself for that, like it's hard, you know, it's like whether it is like Jayla with a, your biracial child or, you know, even just some of those like culturally like hard conversations mm-hmm. that when do you want to ruin it for your kid? And I know that's a horrible way of like phrasing it, but you're going to ruin their life, not ruin their life, but perception and reality of things, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, thank you. I can't think of the words, but yeah, it's everything's going to change for you in that moment, mm-hmm. you know? So like, when are you ready to like have their lives like altered in that way? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you and your co-parents? <clears throat> So my oldest daughter, her dad and I, like I mentioned, we've always had a really good relationship and we've always like had really clear communication. I do feel very privileged that we've had that. And I've always felt like I could trust him when it came to the parent, his parenting style. And he's always had that trust with me, right? Like he and I weren't together. So like later on in life, as I was like dating and doing stuff, like I wasn't really quick to like introduce people that I was dating to my daughter and then anything that has come up with her he and I have had really like in-depth conversations about how we feel about it and there have been things where he's like adamant about his feelings on something and I might disagree but I will go with how he feels because I do like respect him as a parent so my daughter Sam she came out to us 
Um, when she was like 13, 12, 13, she um, came out to us as lesbian. So she came out to me first and then she was really worried about how her dad was going to take it. Um, and if anything that I can tell you about my daughter is ever since she was younger, she has always been a tomboy. And so this sounds probably bad, but like, I wasn't really surprised. Like I knew, I, I just, I knew. So when she came to me, I acted like I didn't know. And I was like, wow, this is news to me. Thank you so much for trusting me and like telling me this stuff. And she was worried about how her dad was going to take it because his, his extended family, they're a little more conservative. And so she was like really, really worried. And when she finally did come out to him, he was like, okay. And I'm like, he was basically like, hun, we already know. Yeah. Um, so that was like the sweetest thing ever. And she was like going through a phase where she like wasn't combing her hair and she was just like very grungy. And he's like, just because you're a lesbian and attracted to girls doesn't mean you have to stop combing your hair. And she's like, what the? So that was so great. But like, we have like very open conversations about things. I'm very much, I'm a feminist. I want my daughter to grow up like having her own mind and her own ideas and her own opinions about things. And again, like his family is a little more conservative um, about a lot of things. And he has never like discouraged me from raising my daughter to be like this powerful, independent woman. And he just like encourages it and supports it, which is like so freaking fantastic. I will say the one downside to raising a powerful, strong-minded woman is that you have this fucking strong-minded <laughs> woman who is like adamant about things. And I'm like, I did not think this through. Um, she is great. And she is 17 now. And terrible twos have nothing on a cranky hormonal teenager. Nothing. Uh, and then, so Rosie's dad, um, she's still very young. So I am adamant about a lot of things when it comes to Rosie. And it's all protection wise, right? Like, I let him know who I'm comfortable um, watching my child and who I am not okay with taking care of her. And so that is really the only thing that I'm like very headstrong about. Like, please do not leave my child with A, B, and C. Call me if anything comes up and I will take her, but like, do not leave her with these people. And he's been like, he's been really great about that. I am trusting him to take care of her as like a competent parent. There hasn't been any situation with him that I've like felt betrayed or anything like that. So I feel really good about that. And then I, I do have a partner and um, it's really serious. And so my partner he is great. Like he is really, really great with the baby and him and Sam, my oldest, like they have a really cool relationship. Again, him and Sam's dad, like they're friends, they know each other, like they knew each other before he and I got together. Um, and so it's really sweet to see him with both girls and like how he respects them both and how he respects me as a mother. And so he tells me like, I'm here to just like fill in any gaps, right? Because the baby's with me Monday through Friday and then she's with her dad on the weekends. And so he's like, I'm here to fill in any gaps. Like there was one night the baby was super sick 
and I needed Tylenol. I couldn't leave her. So he like goes in the middle of the night to get us some like baby Tylenol. And he just like, again, is like that trust and respect thing, right? He's like, I'm going to leave it to you. If ever there comes an incident where like I am bothered by something, then I'm going to address that to you directly. And then it, it will be your job to like handle it. The dynamic, the family dynamic is really, really great with co-parenting with all of these people. Um, I do wish that Rosie's dad was a little more open to like getting to know my partner. Cause I feel like, again, it would just be like this perfect, ginormous blended family type thing. There has to be a lot of trust mm-hmm. and with like each parent, right. It has to be like open communication that trust needs to be there. And, um, I feel good that that it's been around, so I'm I'm happy about it. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, what scared you all as a parent when you were expecting, and then what scares you now uh, at the age that they currently are? I know for me, I mean, it was just we need to keep them alive. We need to make sure <laughs> every night we check on our son. Is he breathing? My God, if he dies, I will. I like I, you know, got forbid and now we watch euphoria we watch all these terror i'm so scared for high school (laughs) i know it's like exaggerated but like shit happens i agree with what y'all are saying about you know creating that trusting open environment to where they can talk to me like hey i want to try this thing or hey i did this i feel weird my body feels weird and like okay cool i can help i would hate to be the parents like on the the tv shows and the movies where they have no idea what's going on or the the kids feel like they can't go to the parents because in those situations the parents have created that environment to where the kids mm-hmm. don't feel like they can um so my fear now i mean even though they are like 5 and 1 is it's like, yeah, I guess high school, middle school, you know, like bullying and mm. when they start dating and I can't, I'm not physically there with them. I'm like, okay, they need to learn jujitsu. They need to <laughs> have a knife on them at all times. Um, they can drink at the house. Yeah. What scared you before and what scares you currently? I will say high school is fucking terrifying. No, don't tell me that. It is though. Like, so (laughs) Sam, she goes to parties. Like she's a senior in high school and she like wants to go to parties and hang out with her friends. As much as I want to hold on to her and not let her go and just like keep her in a bubble. I can't, it's not realistic. Yeah. So she like, she's driving now. She has her own car and she like, before she broke her leg, she had a job and stuff. So we allow her to go to these parties and drive. And we always like trust her to like make good choices. Right. Like if you're going to, like, you can't be under the influence and drive your car. Like that's a conversation that we've had with her and drugs at parties. I'm like, please don't take anything at these parties because you don't know what people are giving you. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if anything, like don't do it, but like, especially with people you don't know, it's that part. Like I can't, I can only do so much as a parent to keep her safe when mm-hmm. she's there and when she's out. Like I am the opposite of Ty, right? Like I'm just like, Oh no, just don't do it at all. <laughs> 
but like I'm trying to like let go because it's completely unrealistic so high school it was terrifying and I also think I think that she was bullied like her freshman year and she didn't talk to us about it and she was like really really like sad and depressed and that was a real thing and mind you she's like coming into high school she's finding herself she's figuring out like her appearance right like she used to have really long hair and now she has like a buzz cut and she's more masculine presenting and sometimes people misgender her and I always get so mad and I'm like pissed off and I'm like her she those are still her pronouns and she's like mom it's fine it's not a big deal and I'm like it's a big deal to me so it's like all of those things Mm -hmm. right now is what stresses me out and then with the baby I feel like I'm a little more lax with the baby when I was pregnant though because I had had a history of not being able to carry to term it was being so excited to like finally be pregnant, but being so afraid that I was pregnant because I was like, I knew like in the back of my mind that there's like a good chance this is like, I'm not going to carry this baby to term. And then I did. And it was still like up until I gave birth every day was terrifying. Mm -hmm. every day of just that pregnancy journey. Like I had wanted this so much and so hard that I'm just like, please God, just like, let me have this one happy, sweet moment. And now my baby gets here and she has like horns and she's like crazy and she's just nuts. So, so it's just like a whole bunch of things. It's return like her. one spectrum. I know. I'm like, take her. Do you have the receipt? Oh my God. They're so I expensive. It's, I think mine's defected. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta download the new software um honestly oh my yeah, god i was just gonna touch on the high school thing really quick it's high school is awesome it's like for me anyway so okay for you as a parent yeah it's like so i went and i introduced myself to like the principal the vice principal the guidance counselors <laughs> it's oh, like nice. i went and like met all of their teachers and was like, look, you're just going to provide me a weekly progress report. Here's my email. It's like, I need to know everything, uh-huh. like every single detail. So like, I always knew what was going on. And then just even the extra stuff and like paid off their friends to like snitch on them. <laughs> it's like, wow. Did you really? Oh, hell yeah. It's like, every oh, time I see their write kids, that down. Like, it's like, I know, here's me a too. I'm like, here's a 50. And then they're like, well, this as far as like, for being such an awesome kid, you know? <laughs> and then I'm just like, hey, it's like, you know, if you ever like, you know, need to talk about anything, like, you know, just let me know. Like, da, 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 da. So then every time their friends come over or something goes on, like, I'll get text messages or like phone calls, like, hey, Desmond A just did this or like wow. I, just, I was like oh, okay like you know thanks like you know are you doing okay like you know what was you know your role like you know it's like are you safe you know it's like do you need any support in this because I had spies everywhere wow. <laughs> I love that you call them spies I know spies <laughs> once you like, start paying I, them they're professionals so you should yeah they should like, be <laughs> have so, a title it's yeah so there were any like worries because i knew everything that was going on at all times like when they were at school (laughs) i don't think i have enough money to pay yeah maybe if he only has a couple friends yeah so uh i'll figure it out 
Okay. <laughs> pay friends. Wait, what yeah, if they see this is how I this is how my brain works. If I pay the kid, and then what if he makes a deal with my son? It's like, hey, I'm gonna give you half. Uh I'm just gonna tell your dad that we're not doing the thing that I say he we're doing. That's just Do you a have good, a spy for the spy? That's how my brain works, though. I get <laughs> that's a good business person right there. That's all I see. Like sounds like a pyramid scheme. Like <laughs> you're scheming. <laughs> So no, okay. I just it never happened. It's like well, one also at spyware on like their cell phone. So it's like okay. do you invest in that? <laughs> Got it. Yeah. But I was like, I don't think they did because they're like, wait, where am I getting money from? Like if I like I jeopardize right. this relationship. <laughs> True. Okay. So, it's kind of like 50 bucks is a lot to a kid. Like every time you see you, you know, you get 50. It's like, right. It's a lot to me now. Uh, yeah, no I'm kidding. <laughs> you're like 50 bucks. I'll do whatever, Ty. I'll tell you whatever you need to hear. Now I really like want to know if you can adopt me. I know. <laughs> adopt this one by one. Um, <laughs> but I say like when they were younger, I was afraid. Okay. It's all the stuff that's going on the news about like kids being. Was, how can I put this gently? Um <sighs> I don't know. How about don't put it gently and then see, (laughs) and then we could figure, we could brainstorm. Give it to us. Uh, So it's like, just like there are all the stories that are in the news about like, you know, people who are like, you know, molesting kids and things of that nature. Mm. When they were little, I was like, uh, I don't want to let you go anywhere because I'm like, Mm -hmm. who knows who's around? (laughs) Mm. So uh, I think that was the thing that like worked me the most, you know, it's like when they were like younger now i don't think there's anything that worries me that they're adults me <laughs> so my oldest she has a kid i'm a grandparent and if it's not so i'm a grandparent too so he's two now it's like so oh, i was scared of being a grandparent i was like i'm not even 40 yet and i have a grandkid it's like oh god <laughs> so that was like what I worried about I was like well you are an adult like you know you waited till you were 20 so you know you've officially broken the like I got knocked up in high school cycle you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like good for you you guys are the first ones (laughs) it's it's like and so yeah that was just always a worry but now that I have a grandchild it's just like uh no more worries it's like that was the worry Mm -hmm. (laughs) Then like I have to ask Ty. Yeah. I need to know. Are you different as a grandpa than you are as a dad? Because like I tell people, like my mom, the way she spoils her grandkids, I don't even know that lady. Like they're two different people. So I'm wondering, (laughs) are you something click in your brain? Yeah. (laughs) Grandpa activated. Yeah. I will say that. Okay, I intentionally try to make it difficult for when I send him back. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, I was like, you need to be thrown into weird situations. It's like, so yeah, like they're being hocked up on sugar, like yes to everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was uh, like, what's Genius a bedtime? No. What's a bedtime? <laughs> it's like, so when I send him back, it's like, hey, it's like, you're great. It's not that I really want to do those things. It's like, hey, as a parent, you know, you need to like try to roll with the punches. Like, it's a learning <laughs> lesson from me to you. <laughs> That's terrible. You're welcome. <laughs> exactly. I'm making you better. 
Oh exactly. <laughs> oh, so no. I would say like different per se. I just maybe like a little malicious. It's like mm-hmm. but he enjoys it. So <laughs> cool. <laughs> Can you adopt me as my grandpa then? Um, yeah, right. I'd rather, <laughs> uh, I'd yeah. rather that one. Jaina, what has scared you um, before and what scares you currently? I guess while I was pregnant, my pregnancy was kind of boring. So that was kind of nice. But I was getting, I don't know if it's just because Apple hears what you're saying all the time and they just like know Mm -hmm. your life because you have an iPhone or whatever, that all of a sudden all these birthing rates for white women versus black women starts like coming up on my feed for everything and news articles like back to back about black women dying during birth I was like wait a minute what (laughs) so um it was what the mortality rate of Mm -hmm. black women giving birth is higher than compared to white women I was like what in sweet hell so you know, six, seven months pregnant. And now I'm seeing this article about, I think it was Serena Williams Mm -hmm. had her daughter, I think, but she had a child and she kept telling her medical team or whomever her doctors Mm -hmm. that something was not right with her body. They were doing tests. They did things. And they're like, no, everything's fine. You just had a baby. Like, no. And she was like, no, I am telling you something is wrong. Later, come to find out, I think she had developed like a clot somewhere in her legs or something. And she was like, Mm. this is the reason why Black women's birthing rate is so high for them to die is because they're telling doctors that something's wrong and the medical people are not listening. And so I'm like, oh my God, she's a, a pristine, amazing athlete. And she went through this like, even if you're looking at it as a, on a financial standpoint, like she has money and yet people were still not listening to her when she was saying something wasn't right with her body. Mm-hmm. So it just put me in this mindset of, okay, it's okay. Like I'm going to be okay. It's fine. But then I had a conversation later with my husband and I had said, I know this is going to sound extremely extreme, but Let me just tell you. And I told him the story about Serena Williams and he was like, kind of just blew it off. I said, but in any state, like any situation, like this is what I need you to do. If there is an issue during childbirth and there has to be a decision made with my life or the baby's life, you need to pick the baby. And he was like, what? I said, I don't think anything is going to happen but I need to verbalize with you. So you see me telling you right now that if I have any birthing complications and there has to be a decision, the baby needs to live. Like I'm telling you that right now. Like I need you to say that if anything happens. And he was for a minute was just like, I don't understand. And I said, I just, I'm telling you if the choice has to be made, the baby lives that's all that matters. And he just went, okay. I said, I don't think anything's happening, but it's just that chance. You never know. And I showed him the articles and I explained to him what I was feeling. And I was just like, that's my choice. You raise our daughter. And then that's it. He was like, okay. And then we had dinner. And then that was, that was it. 
and then everything was totally fine and everything was fine but all like that was what I was worried for and it wasn't it wasn't just me that got all these articles like as crazy it was my sister also saw all these articles about the mortality rate of black women during childbirth and I was like this is insane how this is a thing and Mm so it made me a little nervous but once she was here I was happy and it was very much a keep her keeping her alive situation because I'm like they don't tell you what to do with a baby like I think we underfed her for two days and so she was really losing weight and the pediatrician was like this is what you need to do to raise that weight up and so we're feeding her every like hour and a half two hours like like we're feeding her like I can't even remember the amount, but I was like, the hospital told us one thing. The pediatrician is telling us another, like this wasn't consistent. And we had no idea. Like we just figured, you know, newborns cry because they cry, but homegirl was hungry. That's why she was crying so much. And I was like, oh my gosh, does that make us bad parents? And I was like, no, this makes us new parents, Mm -hmm. new parents. Like we had no idea, no Mm -hmm. idea. They don't come with instruction manuals. And if they did, Penelope's is still stuck in the mail or it's lost. So. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Because sometimes I just don't know what she's doing. And sometimes I'm just not even sure what I'm doing with her. Because I'm like, I can't give you screen time all the time, but mommy needs to take a nap. So, Mm -hmm. you know, here's Coco Melon. Yep. Like, here's Coco Melon. I hear you. Um, yes, yes, vegetable song. Yes. We only have a couple minutes left and I have 95 more questions. So let's see how far we get. Uh, but I guess I guess we just end on um, what is it? And Jaina, you kind of said a little bit, but what do you wish someone told you before to help with parenting? And then what do you want to share that you think would help now that you've been a parent for however much time? Uh, all right. I wish someone would have told me that. Honestly, I wish someone just would have told me anything about having kids. Anything, <laughs> anything at all. Again, it's just nothing I ever thought about. And then the best I was just told was like, "Hey, well, you'll figure it out." No, it's, uh, it's the I, worst thing to say to someone. I figured it out, but so like. Can I get a little bit of guidance <laughs> here? It's like, uh, uh, so anything, um, okay. I, I think is like helpful. Like even just like something minor potty training was horrible, but I digress. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the one thing that I wish I could do different, is that the question? I forgot. Uh, what would you share? Like as advice from oh, stuff you've learned. As advice. Yeah. Okay. Yes, as advice. <laughs> Do not teach your children to be too logical. It will bite you in the ass. Oh. 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 Okay, how do you, Ray, I don't like, even know how you. How do you okay, do that? Because I don't know. But because <laughs> they remember everything that you say, it will throw it back at you. And then you're like, fuck, like, now I look like a hypocrite. Like, you know, we can't breathe hypocrisy here. It's like... <laughs> And then, so it's like, give them enough, but not too much because they're like, but remember you said, if this, then this, so this happened and this happened. Uh-huh. So that fits like you're, I was like, fuck, you know, mm, fine. Mm-hmm. You're not in trouble. You know, yeah. it's like, cause I did say that it's like, you kind of skirted the rules a little bit, but 
<laughs> Oliver does that at five. He's doing that at five now. <laughs> He's like, but you said on this day we do this, and this is what happened. So this thing should happen next. And I go, yeah, go to your room. Go to your room. Yeah, what in the world? It's, I yeah, it's I gonna messed get it worse. Up. Like, yeah, Damn you it. messed up already. It's, it's, but uh, I was like, leave some flexibility there, just so you don't frustrate yourself because it uh, it is so irritating. You're like, I mean, think of something to like mm-hmm. get so, back at. Uh huh. Go take a lap. <laughs> take a lap right now and i'm gonna get back to you on your request <laughs> yes it's, yeah that that's the advice i would give because it's like i think it's made it like a little bit easier as i got a little older like there wasn't that like back and forth of like well it fits the rules i was like damn it you're right it does fit within the rules it's, <laughs> it's like you know my intent you know? <laughs> that's not what i meant mm. okay i think my parting words will be for parents, folks who are parents, new parents, folks who want to become parents is it's okay. Like you're doing okay. I mean, we're all good. Like we're all in therapy anyways. I mean, everyone turns out fine. I think that would be my parting advice is you're doing okay. And sometimes that's, that's enough. I don't know what I wish someone would have told me. Parenting is hard. Um, I know the one thing, this is about me going off on a tangent, but I would always hear older, when I was younger, older people say, oh, they grow up so fast. And it's like, listen, grandma, calm down, you boomer. But now that I'm a mom and I have a 17-year-old, I'm like, God, time goes by so fast. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I mean, that would just be my parting advice is it's okay. We're doing mm-hmm. okay. We're all doing okay. Yeah. I like it. I'm trying to think. I don't even know what I wish someone would have told me. I mean, it's hard. It's a, oh, well, I guess, I guess I'll start with what I would tell new parents to piggyback on what Desiree was saying that it's okay. And it's also important to not only take care of your family, but you need to make sure you take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you have to actively do that, not just yourself, but take those scheduled dates with your partner or whomever, or, you know, make sure you go out and still remember that you are your own individual. Like, yes, you are a parent to someone, but you're also yourself. Like you can't forget who you are as a person. And that, you know, if you loved to go hiking, you know, do that by yourself, like enjoy your time by yourself because now you definitely do not get it back. And the time you do have by yourself is so, is such a treasure to have mm-hmm. by yourself, like to have that, that time, I guess any thing that I wish someone, I wish someone would have told me that, <laughs> that, you know, take the time for yourself. They tell you that, but take it really take it, go do a staycation by yourself over the weekend Lock yourself in a hotel room, order room service. If you have to get some DoorDash alcohol, whatever, nice. just have that time to yourself and just veg and not do anything because mm. the frustrations happen so quickly, especially when you have a young, when your child is young and the, the communication is hard. Like Penelope mm-hmm. talks really well, but then there are times where I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. 
and I know you're frustrated and now you've just rolled yourself on the floor for what reason? Like you need to use your words, but if you're going to be mad, you need to be mad over there. Like, like I don't even want to deal with you with your bad self. Like I'm going to leave you in the room by yourself. You'd be mad. Be like, no, mommy. And then your, your heart straight goes, no, don't leave because that's your baby. Like, so just take your time. You're doing okay. It's fine to be frustrated. It's fine to be sad. It's fine to be angry. Feel those feels. Take it maybe a second at a time instead of yeah. a day. Yeah. Because the days can be really long. Oh, gosh. That's why uh, like I, I'll push back a little on when someone says, you know, time flies. And I'm like, not now. I feel every <laughs> single minute like <laughs> is awake at 1 a.m., 2.30 a.m., 4 a.m., and I feel every minute of me rocking her. I'm sitting here complaining, but Serena does way more than I do, like, because she's, uh, Serena calls it the food factory. Um, <laughs> but, you know, when I can, I do I do rock her. And if that means being awake since 4 a.m. and then having to go to work and, like, I feel every, I feel every minute. I do wish someone told me to learn how to poop really fast uh i that's such when my son is knocking on the door pop 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 i just want to i just want to poop like i just want to be by (laughs) myself or like serena and i are watching a movie and it takes four days to watch one movie because we have to pause it and go deal with one of them and time is just i think like jane was saying it's just gone and to find those little bits where you could hold on to it and really enjoy it and not just Oh, no. And veg out. Veg out. Yeah, you can like that's take those whatever you want to do with the time, but to just do something with the time. Can I, I share a quick funny yeah. poop story? Yeah. That'd be funny um, if it's just can I share a quick funny poop? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. So I, bre- I was breastfeeding Rosie and I was on the toilet trying to do my business and she's like knocking and she's like so upset and she's crying. So I'm like sitting there doing my business and I had to like bring her in the bathroom with me so I could breastfeed her while I'm like sitting in the toilet uh-huh. it was like not an ideal situation, but yeah, now she's in the bathroom with me every freaking day. Yeah. Serena started doing that and I go, let me hold the baby. And she, she goes, no, let's go, let's go poop while with her. <laughs> and I go, All right. She goes, I, di- I did this while you were at work. Like when she had the uh, maternity leave and it's just, the the strange things we do to keep these humans alive. Thank you all for doing this. I probably text you uh, 95 more questions because I I genuinely am interested in how people think about this stuff, like with parents. And there's there's just, I had all these questions that I didn't get to ask you all. So I'll just probably just text it to you because I'm I'm (laughs) generally wondering. Yeah. What, Gina? Okay. Yeah. But thank you so much. (laughs) Have a great day. I'm going to see you. Uh, Serena's alive or the two kids are alive uh, all right I'm sure they have a good one <laughs> have a great bye, weekend everyone. y'all bye about either wanting to have kids or planning for know. kids no they were all mistakes they were all mistakes <laughs> <laughs>